Paige Graham. Our past in-depth guests have shared so many inspirational stories about overcoming adversity and tackling the darkest and most challenging times in their lives. We're sharing one of those moments in today's Thursday podcast in the hope that it provides a blueprint for any difficulties you might be facing. This week, Kevin Love. Mental health. Um, in what ways did that Players' Tribune article, the first one, help you? I think more than anything, it just uh, it made me understand that there's such a community out there that is also struggling. And while that's disheartening, it allowed me to, I just immediately felt more comfortable in my own skin. I didn't get into too much detail. It was still, I was still able to pull back a layer that I hadn't before and be vulnerable. That was probably the scariest part, but also the part that, you know, took me out of the shadows, you know, within the first three days, we had 6,000 emails. Within the first week, we had over 10. And it's really what it's turned out to be is something so much bigger than me, but something that I can continue to, to speak about, you know, hopefully be a face for and, and you know, move the needle forward. And especially in such an anxiety-ridden time and uh, so much unknown. So part of, uh, you know, a lot of my therapy for me is, is really, uh, you know, writing things down, uh, whether it be about mental health or, or otherwise, because I think the range and all of that can help be a, a major problem solver. And and you touched on some of that in your second article, which yeah. I, I don't know if this was just coincidental or intentional, but uh, came out the week after my interview with Dak Prescott. That um, um, coincidental, news. yeah. All throughout this this quarantine and this off season, I started experiencing emotions I've never felt before. Um, Anxiety for the main one. And then, honestly, a couple of days before my brother passed, I would say I started experiencing depression. The Kevin Love Fund, how did the idea come about in the first place? Knowing that there was a special chance to impact and, and help people on a, on a, I mean, really a universal sca uh, uh, scale. It, it really was incredible to see how many people even came out in that first week, as I mentioned, with the 10,000 emails and uh, everything that led up to uh, really that uh, third week in September when we announced the fund. We just felt like it was there was a, a real chance to, um, you know, take this and make it something special where we could continue to pay it forward and, and really help, really help people. Your proudest achievement so far with it would be what? It's tough. I mean, there's, even in our first two years, there's been a lot of things that I'm uh, incredibly proud of. Um, uh, we've started an education pilot that we're, that we're getting into schools where, um, you know, they're able to share first-person stories. And we're going to find ways to, uh, you know, make that very therapeutic uh, for kids. Also, destigmatizing uh, anything mental health related, uh, making sure that we continue to talk about it so we can not only uh, beat down the stigma, but we can intervene early and then research. Like that's what another something that I'm uh, so proud of is, uh, you know, the Kevin Love Centennial Chair at, at uh, UCLA uh, in their psych department. We've been able to, to work with them. It just keeps going on and on. It's really great to see where this is going to head. We're all in this together. Like, if, if it weren't for our relationships that we established early on, we wouldn't have made the, the leaps and bounds that, and, and, and be where we're at today. Uh, influence policy? Influence policy, that's a big one. Um, there's so much, you know, part of my story, actually, 
um, and I've spoken about it, is Youth Uprise in Parkland, Florida. Like that was part of the reason I decided to write my first article and seeing the youth uprise that came from that after the fact. And then in, in, in Oregon, uh, you know, there was a, a group of kids that went to the state legislature and spoke about, you know, we need these, these mental health days, you know, every quarter, every semester. Which some people could think is just a convenient excuse for a day off, but it's, a, yeah, it's actually and a real I've thing done that, yeah. Where I'm not actually sick, but in my mind, I need a mental health day. Like I, I understood that completely. Like people want to look at it and say, well, people are just going to uh, abuse that. But you know, for them to take a day or two or three and and cap it out, I think it's it's you know only going to you know for allow for for more growth and allow them you know probably to get the best out of themselves moving forward. How satisfying is it to have found something that truly? has the ability to become your legacy? I mean, it's, it's, for me, it's hard to really um, conceptualize it right now. I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in it. You know, the legacy component of it isn't something I'm, I'm truly, you know, thinking about every day. I'm just trying to make, you know, as big an impact as I possibly can and make a footprint in this area because I, I think more than any other time in human history we're dealing with, uh, you know, it's truly a pandemic that, you know, people are starting to talk about, but before this, nobody was really talking about. So it's, it's going to be incredibly paramount and important, this work that we're doing at the fund, but also, um, you know, a number of people have come and done it before us. People will do it after us, but we want to make a, a major, major mark. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week and every week sharing long-form interviews on Mondays and shorter, uplifting stories on Thursdays and then trending clips on Fridays. We'd love to hear from you with ratings and reviews. Do you prefer the longer podcast episodes or our shorter ones? I'm excited to get your take. Thanks again.